have sat on this table, but there can only be one show. MTC Beats. It's time for the Money Mine Mastery What's going on, everybody? My name is MP. My name is Stefan, SB. And we are the Triple M Podcast. And Stefan, I'm going to say it today. Go ahead. Let me say it. Triple M's. What does it stand for? It stands for Money, Mind. Mind, Mastery. We are the incredible podcast based out of Vancouver and Calgary. And today we are going to kill it. Absolutely kill it. And today we have... An incredible guest that I'm excited to, to share with you guys. Yep. She has dedicated over two decades of her life to advocacy, community organization, and youth empowerment in the city of Vancouver. She has worn multiple hats from being a facilitator, event planner to a youth worker, and last but not least, a killer of an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Sammy Joe Rombawa. Welcome. Yeah, there you thank go. You so much. How are you today? How are you doing? Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm excited to be on the show. Yeah. And um, just really honored to be the first female on your show. I, like, I, think I was I can just going to say that. Right? I was going to say that. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. We, we need that female energy. And like, first girl power. Right? Definitely. And, and you're just going to bring the house down. I already know you're just going to absolutely kill it. Thank you. Right? So, Stefan, lead the way, man. You, you know the we'll drill. We'll start. We'll start with the uh, the gratitude series. Shout-outs to Ninong Jed. Actually, she is our uh, first referral. Yeah, right. that's true. Uh, we, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but we asked uh, Ninong Jed. That's the backstory. story. Uh, he was our, actually our very first guest. He's like, hey, I asked him at the end. I was like, hey, who do you, you, know, who do you want us to be our guest next? And then, of course, you got to help us find that person or get yeah. that person. He said your name. Aww, and here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Phil Cat Clothing. Phil Cat Ninong Jed. <laughs> Phil Ken all day. Um, but yeah, another shout out that we got, well, another one that we got from him is the gratitude series. You always want to start the show with, you know, something that you're grateful for. I always start. So I'll let you start, actually, because you said it last time. Let's do it, man. So today I am extremely grateful to be in this amazing city that has beautiful weather, amazing food, mm-hmm. endless opportunities. And last but not least, I met the love of my life here. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can have that mute, that sound button. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm, I, I love Vancouver. I'm forever grateful for this amazing city. How are you, Estefan? What, what are you grateful for today? I'm just grateful to be here, man. I'm grateful that... Uh, uh, actually, I'll, uh, I'll co-sign that. I'm grateful to be in Vancouver. Your city's been welcoming. It's been, it's been great. The weather's really nice. Until it rains, but, you know, man, I'm grateful to be here and grateful to meet new people, um, you know, expanding my network from Calgary to Vancouver, even though it's, a, it's miles and miles away. It's just a 15-minute plane ride, and I'm here, so I'm grateful that I'm here. We all close, man. We all close. We all close. It's 15 minutes, man. It's <laughs> yeah. not far. Yeah, and how about you, Sammy? Uh, I'm going to take it uh, to the mushy, mushiness. There you go. Let's yeah. do it. Do it. You know, with gratitude, it's always about my family, you know, especially my mom. And um, she raised me and my sisters as a single mom, and now I'm a single mom uh, raising my son, Pablo, and, you know, um, 
they all, but like I said, especially my mom, she's been there for me and just supported and guided me and just really has been there for me every step mm -hmm. of the way, if you can only imagine, right? Yeah. So, Enough said. Without any waterworks yet. <laughs> Love it. Shout out moms, though, I mean, man. Moms have the hard job, oh, though. Yeah. You know, especially raising like bad boys like us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> well, not just that. I mean, Everything. coming from a different country. Yeah. Right. The sacrifice it's that they made to be here for us to be here. That that was one thing I was grateful for that last episode. But yeah, I can just we can just see we, we're yeah. all grateful for it. Exactly. Right. They raised us really well. So shout out moms all around the world. Love Without you, mama. you guys, we would not be here. Right, yeah. so I love it, man. I lo we always got to start it off with gratitude. Gratitude just makes me feel good, especially in the mornings. It just sets your day right, right. 100%. And the fact that we did it now, it sets the tone. I'm extremely yeah. pumped just to have a conversation with you, Sammy, and just to get to know more about your backstory until now. Yeah. So let's kick it off, Sammy. Like, I'm down. Tell us all the work that you started with uh, the Filipino community, Tulayan and the Mabuhay House. Yeah, I mean, it even rewinds like way past that too, right? So yeah. even um, originally being from Winnipeg, you know, moving to Vancouver, um, and just really always being involved in the Filipino community. And we were, me and my sisters were privileged enough that my parents um, were always wanting us to be connected to the Philippines yeah. um, and our culture and our roots. And so... Um, we, our grandparents were back in the Philippines and my grand, my mom's, um, dad was helping raise us too, like yeah. his Lolo Pablo. Right. So my right. son's name is Pablo. And so, um, you know, Filipino independence day, like Plaza of Nations, we, our dance group would perform there. We would always like hang out all together or whatnot. But, um, I think what really kicked it off was just, you know, joining, uh, you know, a hip hop dance group, mm. right. We practiced at Collingwood Neighborhood House, SVS, yep. Street yep. Versus Studios. Shout out. Shout out. Um, but really, we needed a place to like gather. And so um, that's how I started off with doing all ages events. And nice. the people that were there were Filipino youth with the dancers, the DJs, the break dancers. And from there, it was just like the community. You know, mm. we all didn't yeah. go to all the same schools or anything, but we just really gathered. But fast forward, we were still there was still something missing in regards to um, culture. Right. So a group of us were like, hey, let's learn Tagalog uh, together. And for me... Um, I understand and I speak and I will owe that to karaoke all the way and just watching movies and all that stuff. But there are a lot of Filipinos who don't understand or speak and they're not comfortable. So, you know, we did something called Tagalog supper time yeah. where we'd have like two facilitators and, you know, a student around food just to kind of have that safe space. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, you know, cultural series at the Vancouver Public Library, nice. just talking about Filipino heroes, like, you know, who is Jose Rizal, who is, you know, Gabriela, like all the, the folks that are important to us. Our parents know who they are and all, yeah. but we don't, right? Yeah. No, that's, uh, uh, let's back, I'd, uh, actually, I want to ask this question, because um, you kind of explained how it started, but how did you actually get into it, like, like what made, like what was the, was there like a moment that made you actually yeah. say, hey, I want to raise the Filipino culture because as we know, well, in my time at least, at, there's a, it's like a, it's like a stigma. Yeah. You know? Um, so. We'll check this out. So I volunteered for um, a nonprofit called Inspire Foundation. That okay. kind of really kicked off my volunteering and getting to know the community. Yeah. And so one of um the volunteer positions that I had was um, a community, like 
I was in charge of taking Filipinos or Canadians to the Philippines. And so, mm. of course, I've been there so many times, right? But this was a different experience where we did a home building project, wow. just like Habitat for Humanity, right? Yeah, okay. And so kind of taking that experience and going back there. And again, you, the Philippines, you have the extreme and like the extreme like rich, extreme poor. And so you see that. And so I was volunteering. I had a corporate job and everything. And when I came back, I was really like, you know what? I want to work with the community that's here in Canada, in Vancouver, right? Right. And so even, um, I don't even remember what, what year Typhoon Andoy was, but that was like a major like natural disaster that happened. And we were like, what can we do? And literally the community like came together. We collected, um, funds we collected clothes like we did but like buy-in boxes and it was just amazing and it was like one of the first times that all generations like the first generations and the second generations came out to do that cause and I was like you know what this is what I want to do because I every time I went to the Philippines I was always like coming back here and being like man everybody needs to go back to the Philippines to get that experience but just keeping our culture and um our heritage alive in Canada. And mm-hmm. so that's when I was like seeing like, you know, needing that representation in Canada, in Vancouver, in BC, because we're everywhere. True. Right. And, you know, with all the stereotypes that we have, you know, all these things that were happening, we're just like, no, we're more than that. There's so much more mm-hmm. that Filipinos can offer. Yep. And so that's why with a lot of the advocacies that I've been involved in, it's really about like having a voice. Right. And so it's just, it's amazing when we can empower ourselves. So I think, you know, with that going on to Tulayan and my boy house, like if we fast forward, like, you know, having this year um, a mandate letter to have the provincial cultural center yeah. in BC is like its first of its kind where the provincial government is like backing that up. That's huge. That's huge. It's been a long time coming, right? It's... It, it. But I, I, I wanted to say that, you know, if, if someone will do it, it's you. And I, I appreciate that, especially for our culture. That's something that we need it because, again, like I said, growing up, like, to me, I'm guilty of it. I, like, I just didn't want to kind of associate mm. myself with, like, let's say, Filipinos that just got here mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm Canadian. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's now that I'm growing up because having lived there, you know, playing basketball, I saw the culture and I saw, Hey, these guys are the best people in the world. Yeah. You know, I got to live, like get to experience their culture. I'm actually, um, that on, uh, is it typhoon on Doi? Yeah. That, that, that's actually, that hit me home because my cousin was actually stuck in that typhoon and he was, uh, he was in the train station because oh. of the flood. So Jeez. that's how I remember that, uh, typhoon. Um, but yeah, no kudos to you. This is something big, and this is, I think it will make a big, big difference. Yeah. Especially in Vancouver, because, yeah. dude, there's tons and tons of Filipinos here. And like we discussed earlier, there's, we don't really have that voice, mm. right? No. People are just, they don't want to speak up or just get involved Keep and all that stuff. Keep your head down, just work. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Right? Just yeah. work, 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 and that's it, yeah. right? Um, when we last spoke, we, you were involved with the Mosaic Immigrant Settlement. Mm. Yeah, so um, at Mosaic BC, <clears throat> I actually have two positions. So yeah. I'm a sp- special projects um, with youth, yeah. but I also uh, have been a youth settlement worker, like mm. in my past, like in other organizations. Um, so I've kind of gained that title again. And mm. what that actually means is that I'm a youth worker 
in the schools. And so I'm actually at New West Secondary School right now. And so we help the newcomers like integrate into the Canadian system. Wow. And so mm. it's a real privilege to really just kind of see it. You know what I mean? Like see what it's like for folks to come in, not knowing anything, not knowing yep. anybody, yep. but trying to get them into the Canadian school system to be like, well, now <laughs> this is, you know, your school email address. Like, how do you like navigate yeah. like all these things? Right. Yeah. And so we do lunch programs, we do after school programs. And so, you know, a lot of it is really just having that friendly face. Like, and this is where I'll go back to my mom, though, too. So my mom came to Canada when she was 16. And so okay. she wasn't really told to go to school. Like she mm-hmm. worked. To work, yeah. She just yeah. went straight to work. Yeah. And so if she had had a settlement worker like me, it would have been like that story to be like, okay, this is how it works in school. You should have, you should go to high school to get that diploma, da 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 da, right? Yeah. So, and the thing is though, with the Filipino community, like when they come, like the youth, they come here and they've already graduated high school, right? Yeah. And then they feel like they're held back. But we're just like, you know what? I know that you're 18 or whatnot and you've already, you think you've already graduated, but it's a different system here and it just will help them kind of get into the high school system to move forward because they get lost between the adult school and then working right away. Right. That's a, yeah, that's a big dilemma because as we talked about during the meeting, you said, um, like Filipinos are different because they come here to support their family back home. Mm, Yeah. I think that's where, uh, our immigration story is for sure different from, from, you know, from the rest of, um, you know, every immigration story is always unique and different and all, but ours is certainly um, unique, you know, without getting too political up in this uh, podcast. (laughs) I don't know how political I can get, but... Political as you can... Yeah, but really, and it's great. uh, Settlement agencies like Mosaic have awesome employment programs and support programs for children's and family to help them kind of um, settle in Canada. And so, like I said, if you're still PR here um, or refugee claimant or anything, like hooking up with a settlement agency is always like the best way to go. And some people just don't know. And it's usually just word of mouth. It's true. Right? Yeah. They, like a lot of people don't really know about these programs. And it's good what you're doing because with a lot of especially our parents when they come here like you guys said no. just go Lions. to work that's Lions. it back home they're like top tier engineers but when they come back what do they do they don't superstore yeah Superstore, Moms right? and Sobeys. yeah so, so that's what i'm saying so that's another part of like how do we get those credentials like uplifted you know what i mean like yeah. right now they've done it with nurses but that's what good. about our accountants you know yeah. so again we have so many professionals coming to canada you know just to come to Canada to yeah. get any type of job that they're able to go into entry, right? Yeah. So, so we're working on that, and that's what we need the people to kind of really speak up. Yeah, now 100%. let me ask you this. Like, do, mm-hmm. they, do they market these kind of programs or these settlement workers in the Philippines, or is it one of those things that, like, you have to know about? Well, see, this is the thing, though, too, right? There are pre arrival programs that kind of teach you like you know this is winter like bring a jacket or something like that but it's and again every country will have it they're just scams of like immigration immigrant consultants of like pay me this and i'll get you to canada or like Mm. you know come to this program and i'll get you a job and then when they get here they're like where's that job or where's that place that you promised me so again you do have to really do your research to have a trusted you know immigrant consultant and like an agency that's accredited you know all that stuff makes sense okay no because we i I would assume well I, i would like to think that they market this stuff back home but clearly not right it'd be it'd be nice if they did it depends like again every there's always partnerships and that's why yeah. we work closely with our um 
you know, the consulates, right? Yeah. Every country should be working closely with their consulates and stuff. And mm-hmm. I always say, and people don't know, I said, if you're not, um, you know, Canadian citizen, your consulate is responsible for you. Like you're, you're like a foreign. The, the Filipino consulate. Yeah. If you're, Filipino. If you're oh, a PR okay. and it's like, you have a question, you can call the consulate yeah. and be like, I have a question, right? Yeah. And so even encouraging that, not even if you're just Filipino, but even just a resident, you know, yeah. depending on what you're looking for, you have your, you know, your municipal government government uh you have your provincial and then you have your federal so again if it's immigration it's like go to your local mp and like ask what's up because i've always and this is like again my advocacy had of being like you're trying to look for your update on your your status or some papers is like that your mp can look that up and follow up to see like what's going on right right? yeah. yeah because everybody you know again Everybody is always waiting and there's the government will like have an excuse for backlog or whatnot. But like there's just so many everybody has a different story. And then one one someone's like, oh, this person got it right away. But it's like always different. Right. Everyone's different. Now, I have a question, though, because you just mentioned that it's it's like, is it really marketing, though? Like, how do we improve getting the word out to the actual people that need it? Like, what else can we do? But need what, though? Because everybody needs something. something. At least just get the word of mouth where they know that there's help available. Because, again, a lot of people, when they move here, do they look for help or do, do they just go in survival mode and look for a job to survive mm. and to provide for their family? Like, how do you... I don't know how to actually ask that question, but I, like, how do we get that to them? Mm-hmm. Where and they don't have to... you around there to like... They really, don't have to look for it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's all about trust. And we also did say it's about word of mouth, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so... and. You know, when Filipinos come or they have, you know, the uncle or auntie that works at certain places, they'll be recommended right away. Yes. Yep. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's it's really it's like people need to know that there are services out there. And again, they have so many programs. It's it's not only just Mosaic, but there's just so many programs that are out there. Right. It's just the time. Mm. So again, the reason why people want to work right away is because they need to start paying right the away. bills and start sending money back home. 100%. So it's like asking somebody, hey, there's this you know, program that, and this is what's amazing too. Sometimes when there's like, hey, there's this three to four week program, you can get paid to be here and just like, you know, go through the steps. But sometimes it's like just trying to be open to do something different. True. Right? So, Mm -hmm. and that's why too, it's good to just kind of have a wraparound service Mm -hmm. with the youth that come because sometimes the youth will be the one telling us, you know what, my my mom needs a job or or even, you know, that we could use. And again, I don't just work with Filipino youth, right? There's all cultures. So, you know, we're always like, we have you know, free English classes, or you can come and get English classes to improve, or we can help you with your resume, all those things. Mm. So people don't feel so isolated alone, but it takes a long time for someone to come out to like actually accept that help. Or even let's say if there was a parent that had like small children, so childcare is kind of always an issue too. Yeah. And since we're on the topic about like, you know, reaching out mm-hmm. let's get like let's get people engaged mm-hmm. like the whole filipino community yeah. okay you know in filipino. canada vancouver there's a whole bunch of filipino immigrants okay right with a lot of the people whether it be youth whether it be adults whether it be people that have been here for a day yeah one year five years why do you think it's important for their their voices to be heard well if anything we all are part of the society you know, the diaspora, if anything. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, our ex- we all have lived experiences, right? And so it's always like, how can either agencies or the government know what what they want if we don't tell them kind of thing, right? And so yep. that's why public engagement is important and to really hear people's voices. And, you know, there's just so many things that sometimes like people will be like, oh, we did public engagement, but nobody answered the survey. Well, you're trying to engage with immigrants who are working 24 hours and seniors who don't have access to internet or mm-hmm. laptops. So it's like, get to the people, door knock and ask them straight up. 100%. Right? And so, you know, as a community, it's like we know how to talk to our people. True. And, you know, I've always just said whenever there's, you know, a focus group or something like and trust me, I get so many calls or inquiries about a bank or a corporate, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, trying to be like, well, how can we market to the Filipino community better? Well, you know, a lot of it, too, is like these people are asking for our time and our opinion and they're not compensating. I mean, like you want us to attend like a two hour you know, session to give you our thoughts and our opinion, but we're working. We can't. Yeah, like, they can't make you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so we've been like, and I say we, and it's just people we've been taken advantage of because, you know, like that's our time yeah. and you want our opinion and our engagement. And of course there's nothing wrong with volunteering, but it's kind of like put those things into consideration. The reason why we're not showing up is because we're working. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I've even like always said too with like board meetings is like, you know, they have board meetings at seven o'clock in the evening and I'm like, well, it's either I bring my kid or you pay for childcare. So again, having families and that whole childcare system, it's not a woman, like a mother problem. It's like a universal problem, you know? And so we need to just really stand up and be like this is what we need and this is what our community needs and and i'm so with this whole cultural center too like i've been so i'm so proud of the community to being like yeah like everybody's like why don't we have one already and it's like yeah that is the question so like let's get it done right and the thing is though like i've been hearing this since i was like 16 too and so i'm like 40 right now straight up and so this will be documented and I hope that I'm not going to be like 80 by the time this like center goes up and you know we're doing this for the first generation and we know that there's been several attempts you know um but we want to like do this together and you know there's so many things that we've learned mm. and moving forward we just really want to get stuff done to leave a legacy for the next generation 100%. You know what I mean? I and agree. What, why is it taking so long for this center to, to come up? Is it just the fact that we don't have that many people just pushing for it? Is that it? Um, I mean, there's so many reasons, right? right? I mean, you know, if you look at just the, I don't even want to say the political climate in BC itself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, even right now, we only have one MLA that has Filipino ancestry here in BC, which is Mabel Elmore, right? And she's been advocating for this for a very long time. And so, you know, when you have uh, that one voice in in the provincial government, it's kind of like that she's representing, right? And so it's also interest because again, how can we ask um, folks to be volunteering when they're trying to like raise their own yeah. family and like mm. make it on their own. And so, and I'll, and I say this all the time too, our community didn't invest in like how the temples kind of implemented the language into um, 
like into the temples and even like mm-hmm. the Chinese schools kind of thing. Like it was like for sure, like mandated for them to learn kind of thing. Right. And sure. so we're third largest here um, in, in Canada, but also in BC too. Right. Yeah. And it's just a long time coming where it's just really organizing. Like all of our organizations are volunteer um, based. Right. And so you have to think of the people like my age too. Like we're, we're raising families. We're actually sandwiched. We're raising our own family and we're taking care of our yeah. parents. Yeah. It's right. True. Yeah. I think it's the same. We, when we go back to the, um, Filipinos immigration story, I think it's take, well, in my opinion, I think it's just taken a long time because it, it might be harsh. It sounds harsh, but that's not the priority for our culture yet because again they have to they have family in the philippines mm-hmm. they have their kids they just got here they're trying to survive right yeah. yeah and i think it takes a strong individual like you to actually push keep pushing until mm-hmm. we actually get to that point and you know we're all hoping we get to that point but at least someone's doing it man. yeah I appreciate it. and and just to point that out like we're all trying to survive and so you know yeah. i believe that there will there is a time that we will thrive right and 100%. it's just i mean it doesn't help that we live in vancouver right yeah, like the, the cost of how? living yeah. you know Hi, even just Calgary. yeah like even with just like the number of jobs and gigs that i get and trying to balance and everything right so um, again, grateful and thankful for the, you know, the first um, funding that the provincial government has provided us to yeah. do the public engagement. It's a start. And so it's a start, it's a again, start. Yeah. right? It's it's, one step. Yeah. One step closer. Now with, um, you know, with the talks of, of, you know, just pushing for Filipino advocacy, getting our voices heard and all that stuff, let's take a look in the future of it. Like, what would happen to the community if we do get our voices heard and more people are stepping up to the plate to really push for this? Mm. Like, what would happen? What can you, what would you, what, can, what, can what you are the what possibilities? Can yeah, because I want to know. I want to well, know. I'm I trying mean, to have my kid to be fluent, man. That's what, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be well, sick. I wish. I will, like, I mean, check this out. Just this year, too, like, they announced that Tagalog you know, language um, classes will be introduced as a pilot project at Tupper Secondary. So I don't know if you missed that or whatnot, but, you know, that's going to be in September. And so, of course, um, there was, I mean, they're going to have that pilot project at Tupper Secondary, which is an East Van. It's, you know, lots of Filipinos there, too. So what what can happen if we get it in more than one school, right? And like having it in every district. So again, it's what the people want and to kind of, um, have and brought up to school board trustees. And so again, now that we've got in there and so what if people don't take it? Right. Cause one of the things, and I don't want to get too like crazy here, <laughs> but, um, I'll just leave it at that actually. Cause I'll be like too much stuff, but I'm just saying that we just need to have more of our students and families and community just to be like, Hey, we want this, we deserve this and we want our kids to learn our um filipino culture language Mm. and again alongside with that too you know which is a great milestones like june filipino heritage month you know that was acclaimed um maybe two three years ago as well and so you will have all of these flag raisings in every municipality and proclamations and just um events and festivals and everything so it's going to be busy always for june they're going to need more filipino teachers is what i'm saying well because <laughs> who's going to teach them See, right? that's yeah. what I'm i think that's where you're i was go. just gonna i don't that's what i'm saying <laughs> like we have the go. one teacher yeah. at tupper secondary who has agreed and has a curriculum but 
but then you know more students want more. it from then we got it's like the chicken and the egg right yeah, it's yeah, like, are the true. is the school board gonna hire more teachers you know like yeah. to, to accommodate and then it's like we have amazing teachers um that are coming from the philippines but it's the credentials. Yeah. I was just well. gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah, they they need to go to a, they need to work first. Yeah, yeah they, need right? to have... they need to go to school first mm-hmm. to really make it. So, um, talking about empowering the community, mm-hmm. you know, because like obviously it would be nice to see all the kids learning, mm-hmm. all the Filipino kids learning Tagalog. What can individuals, let's say for example, like us, take to really empower the Filipino community in Canada? Um. I mean, doing this podcast is empowering in itself. Like you both are pure examples of what is possible, um, you know, entering an industry like this where we don't see brown faces or brown voices. Let's pause this. I can do that too. I mean, again, it's representation. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, 100%. Like we, and, and I will talk about how I ran for a park board in 2014. It was just like I was doing youth work and, you know, I'm all like, be whichever you want to be, right? And it's like, they don't see like, people that look like them going for political positions. And so how mm. can I encourage them to do that when they don't see it? So that's yeah. why I put my hat, my, my name in to be like, you know what, I'm going to do it, you know, um, for my first time and just being like, I want to represent, this is what I want to do. I want to like lead the way. And so yeah. again, everybody just really needs to be that example to like, put that representation out there. Like, I mean, again, so many things are happening. We got our first Sesame Street puppet, you know? (laughs) Um, I know. (laughs) It's just every little bit counts when you just see more brown faces in the media, in, um, you know, places of power, in just places where you look up to, right? And, And the main thing, though, too, is, like, respecting, like, every every corner of where our community is, right? You know, for me, when I, you know, when I go to the food court, I'm like, hey, Tito, like, you know, these are our people. Like, we give that whole head nod. Like, anytime, like, you see anybody, you're just like, oh, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) They look like, Filipino? It's a positive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I use that one like in the hospitals all the time. My dad, my teachers were all working there. I yeah. name drop him all the time to get those extra pillows, right? I love it. That's yeah. so sick. Because, yeah, because um, yeah, we, we, we definitely do need to see more and more Filipinos mm-hmm. and in spaces like this, like with what we're doing now, mm-hmm. whether it be in music, shout out to the people in Manila Gray, absolutely oh, killing yeah. it right now, right? They're doing it for our people. Um, podcast, uh, there's Toronto Jumpers. We just need more people like lot. us. Mm-hmm. Ryan. Ryan Ventura, yeah. that's, that's that's real good, right? I so think that's one step, again, one step, one step, one step closer. Man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Little by little. We'll little get by little. One step at a time, as they would yeah, always say, right? Um, you know, once we start introducing more and more Filipinos into the into like the mainstream media, mm. and it's the second generation, third generation starts seeing that it's, it's cool to be a Filipino. You know, like... Wow, where did my question go? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, good. holy smokes, like, where did it go? Um, uh, let's see here. So how do you think the empowerment... Well, actually, ask, no, uh, that one. I yeah. wanted to ask her, because uh, you said you have family in the States, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um, like Canada States, yeah. Like, yeah, like you've, you've seen the community over there. Is mm. that something that you're trying to... Well, not trying to, but is that something you're trying to model what we're trying to do here? Because they got... I don't know. I, I wouldn't say they got to figure it out, but they're... 
their it, head. There are more head. steps. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. There are more steps. In there. I think I was talking about my recent trip to California, and I got okay. the privilege Ooh. to get a tour um, of Filipino town, like you know, they call it High Five, historic Filipino town, and it was amazing. Like, as in, they have the bridge there. We yeah. need to like drop a link or whatnot. But yeah. if you ever go, they had their own yeah, their live jeepneys. jeepney that what? they take people to tour historic Filipino town. They rent it out to weddings. They, you know, use it in parades, and it was just like. Oh, wow. Like, even for the fact that, like, so they have historic Filipino town. And when developers go in, you know, they literally are like, yo, talk to us. Yep. You know, they're like, yeah. how are you going to um, have the, you know, this building a part of this community? And they, like, literally make them call it, like, a refer to the Filipino town. Like, they, they have this one, I think, I don't remember, but, you know, yeah, shout out to Jennifer Taylor and my girl Nikki for giving this tour or whatnot. But it was like Baha'i. Like, you see Filipino design. You see Filipino, like, um, accolades, like, on the streets, you know? Mm, yeah. And just all the, like, the Filipino restaurants and entrepreneurs. Like, even the Lego guy owns, I, I should actually have their name on here. But, you know, there was a, one of the uh, Filipino artists that was part of the Lego movie. And it had, like, all, like, a mural yeah. and all that stuff there. Yeah. And it was just so inspiring to be like, wow, one day, like, you know, we're going to have this in Vancouver. Just to even have the building, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. to call our own and again this building to call our own is not just for filipinos this is going to be for everybody because even back like again i like our filipino seniors are just funding you know like saint pat's croatian culture center polish center like we are booking those places for our parties and so you know our um center is going to be for everybody but just to be like hey you know that one question that you had is like how do people know like where to go or if they have any questions that one mm, go to the spot the Filipino go center there, will man. give you well the Filipino center will give you direction yeah. Yeah. right because again we do have a lot of settlement agencies that are part of like a lot of neighborhood houses or whatever yeah. and you know if you just think like oh there's a Filipino center like that's like the one-stop shop that can direct you to the things that you need because again everybody needs everything yeah. right that's true so it's just it's just like it's coming, you know, and yes, I love the momentum yeah. and mm-hmm. to keep the energy up from the first generation, second generation, and just to really like have something positive come out of it is really exciting. And I just love the collaboration from all the nonprofits, um, communities, entrepreneurs that are just really putting their hand in. You know, it's been amazing for the people who um, want to volunteer, also just want to show up, you know. Um, yeah. And the consulate, again, has been so um like like supportive of our initiative too to really get the word out yeah so, so like legit no joke whatever if if we can do anything f- for this like yeah, please let us know. So I'm, I'm, I'm down i would love to just really push for this to happen because mm-hmm. when we had our initial conversation a few weeks back like after after the call i called stefan i'm like bro <laughs> i want in on this yeah <laughs> like, i literally told him like yeah. Man, we should be more involved with this because we, we need to. this is our people, man. Yeah, yeah right. We 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 don't want to do them a disservice. We want to be doing them the that good service. Yes. Well, yes. like I'm right. saying it's gonna be too, the lumpia, after, right? <laughs> <laughs> lumpia party. Us, right? Come yeah. on. Well, this is what I'm saying though too. Like like 
the ways that you are helping already and empowering our community is starting with this. And of mm -hmm. course, we all have busy lives, but you're sharing your talents is like amazing already to be like, how can I be a part of it? Right. You're spreading yeah, the word. You're being that example. You know, there's so many things that you are doing already. And I, I, I always find with folks when they hear me speak is yeah. that they feel guilty that they haven't been involved. And I'm always like, don't worry about that. It's all about now. Like, you know, don't don't Agreed. dwell on I should have did this, blah, blah, blah. But it's just about like moving forward and being like, let's plan and work together because it's never mm -hmm. too late. It's never too late. I yeah. agree. Yeah, it is never too late, right? Yeah. Well, just don't sing now. <laughs> don't sing now. Every don't, time you say it's like, oh, man, I, there's always a song in my head. But why don't we uh, jump into mindset? Yeah, mm. I wanted to talk about let's do it. that. Um, just starting this whole thing. Okay. Because you're kind of one of the catalysts of this, you know, this community that we're trying to build. Um, talk about like your mindset going in, because again, we've, as you mentioned, we've done. Uh, well, our people has tried mm. for a long, well, I don't know how long, but for quite a while. Um, but essentially, we want to get to that finish line. We want to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. So, talk about your mindset and how you, how you want to get to that finish line, or at least a step forward. Okay. Well, I mean, the folks who know me, like I, ha I do have my hands on a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. And so, even with um, my boy house society, I mean, it's it's it is a lot of pressure, and there's a lot of things to do yep. f to get to, you know, the goal of actually breaking ground. And so, there's a lot of moving pieces. Mm -hmm. And right. so, when you say mindset, it's always like eyes on the prize. But at the same time, like keeping my mental health in check, you know, and having the, the people that you trust um, surround you. And so, you know, with our family, like with my family, um, they know all the things that I'm doing. And they're always mm -hmm. like, slow down, slow down. Right. And I do have to listen to that because, right. you know, it, especially with my family, it's always like health is wealth. You know what I mean? You have yeah. nothing before. Uh, if you don't have your own health, because um, that's the most important thing. Great. And so, and I'm always practicing this, and I always catch myself too, because I'm preaching all these things, right. but I'm not doing it myself. So I do have to step back a lot of the times to like check myself, to be like, okay, what is going on and how do I organize? Because I am going a mile a minute. Like Whoa. as in there are so many things that are happening mm. um, with just, everything with my right. business with my work with the community and the the main thing that I always think about is we can't please everybody as mm -hmm. well and I'm a total Actually. people pl person yeah mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it's so hard to say no to events yeah. it's so hard to you know um just to answer everybody's emails and and questions but you do feel accountable um True. but really if it's like you know what it's my son first it's my health and um you know, I'm not, I'm not going to quit, but I might rest, you know? True. I think I heard something like that about, like, just, like, making sure to rest. Never quit, but just rest. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, having, um, you know, just, like, having all these things happening at the same time, it gets stressful, obviously. It does. But the mindset has to be, like, the goal of the legacy. And I always will think of my son, you know? So I always will think of my son. Um, and my, my health, because I do want to be there for like, yes. as long as I can, yeah, you know, course. for all his milestones yeah. and all that stuff. 
I agree. I, I think that's a really good advice because you got to take care of yourself first to be able to actually help more people at the end. Because right? mm-hmm. if you're not there, then what's the point? <laughs> what's the point, right? And the classic thing is you got to put the emergency mask on yourself before you put it on another person, yeah. Yeah. right? And, and again, I say that, and am I doing that? I have to check myself. Yep. Yeah. Because, you know, the grind culture is what has been um, glorified, and we can't do that no more. You know what I mean? Because you work too fast, you get, um, drained. You get drained and messy, yeah. and then you mess up. And so you got to keep that mindset of, like, your goals and, like, have those people, like, remind you of, like, you know, your core values and not compromise things. Yeah. And so um, in anything, and I always just say relationships, like, are number one mm. in anything that you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and true. so I, you know, you can't please everybody, but at the same time, if you stick to your core values and what you, when you stand up for, you know, um, it'll go a long way and people will remember that. You know, everybody, if you have good intentions, mm-hmm. you know, with work, with your intentions and just wanting to be with community, mm-hmm. like people will respect you for that. And with saying no to lots of events, it's like, I can't be at like two places at once. <laughs> you know, I literally like physically you can't. Could if you, you well, would. I can have my sister Kim body double me and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, because there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And so, um, like, I know people always try to say that, like, Beyonce has 24 hours, but I'm like, dude, she has a trainer. She has, like, all these things. Of course <laughs> she, she can do that. Yeah. She it's also like, has, like, eight assistants. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you can't compare that, right? Yeah, and true. so um, so it's just, it's really about that mindset of just being gentle to yourself. I think a lot of people are so hard on themselves. Total, yeah. Agreed. Totally it's, agree. Right? Cause yeah. We're, we're always our biggest critics. I know mm-hmm. we always say yeah. that, you know, especially with in, in business, we always want to think of it like a marathon, mm-hmm. not a sprint. Cliche, but it's, it's, it's absolutely true. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very true, right? Um, speaking of business, mm-hmm. you run a business with your sisters. Yay, Power of Three. Power love, of Three. Shout out to Power of Three. I would love to have you guys all on yes. and just like talk about that, right? Um, a lot of our viewers... They are, we have a whole bunch of entrepreneurs that, that yes. watch, right? Yes. Power of three, how long have you been in business for? Well, everybody always asks that. Um, but as I mentioned about my all ages events and all that stuff, we yeah. really started um, as Sammy Joe Productions, okay? Mm. And so, you know, and even when I was doing street promotion for like Sony BMG and yeah. and, and doing, fly, like we were handing out flyers after the shows, after the clubs, putting up posters. And so it was like Sammy Joe Productions. And then with my sisters being part of that team they're just like you know Ate, we don't want to be part of Sammy Joe Productions anymore because I'm, I'm the oldest I'm the oldest and so it was like Sammy Joe Productions even like going to the nightclubs and yeah. like doing the club events and stuff and so I don't I don't even know what like actual year that it started with power of three but really um I can actually say when um I got pregnant and it was 2015 and I was like okay Vanelli like I'm gonna like give you like all the gigs or just kind of move on because I'm gonna be you know with child and all that stuff yeah and she and she's always been like on it with events that we've done 
she was with me with at World of Dance and all that stuff. And so she literally ran, like, I don't even want to say ran with it. She flew. And so even all of um, the, the, the referrals that we've gotten, our business is just referrals. So we oh. haven't really done any marketing oh. or whatever, but it is the word of mouth. Yeah. And so, of course, power of three is um, the three of us. Yeah. But And there's three E's, and we each have our unique E's. So for... Um, for my oh my gosh, I'm gonna like blank out, but for myself is empower. Mm. Um, oh my gosh, I'm gonna so blank out and they're really gonna kill me. Um, <laughs> I thought you missed it. <laughs> I know. Why am I even saying this? I'm like I said, I'm like probably have heat stroke right now. Um, but empower, encourage, and express. Mm. So mm. probably not even encourage, I expresses my sister Kim for sure, because um she's the creative one. And then for me, I'm the empowering because of the um uh, all that stuff, but I go experience. Oh there my you gosh, go. I'm so there you go, Vanelli. That is Vanelli. <laughs> Vanelli is experience because um, she's the daredevil at heart and stuff like that. And so, you know, we also treat that as the Trinity, right? So yeah. it's a three of us, you know. And so, um, it's been amazing. We've like done weddings, corporate events, and just so many fun things like together, right? And so, um, we're excited to just really like flourish our business and just have all these great relationships. And so we work mm. with so many talented folks that are just like, again, killing it in the industry and stuff. And we're even when there. COVID hit, we were all there together. Vanelli was a boss, you know, handling all these canceled weddings and brides yeah. that are just like, you know, really upset. You know, you can only imagine, imagine oh, yeah. the wedding industry during COVID oh, and stuff too. a tough too. time, hey? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they all, they, I bet they all hit you up right after COVID was done. Well, though. I mean, after like when it loosened up, like we did weddings during COVID and it was weird. Like as in like, like managers of hotels moment. having like tape measures, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. and That's six feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even want to remember that time. Yeah. But last year when people were, you know, rebooking their 2019, 2020, 2021 weddings, it was like. Yeah. We were like slammed. Yeah. I she would it. even give you the numbers and stuff, but yeah. it was just like crazy, and it's still insane right now too. Wow. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, just about the business. Mm -hmm. You know how a lot of people say, "Don't do, don't do, don't do business with your family. Yeah. You guys are gonna like mm -hmm. fail, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you how do you handle that? Because I'm sure well, I'm not. I don't know if you if you guys do butt heads, but you know, oh. working with families, it's. <laughs> It's like, not just business. Yeah, let me, let me, right? let me tell yeah. you something. How do you, how do you deal with that? Like that dynamic? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think like what family doesn't argue, right. And True. the main thing about it is just like, we love each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so mixing money, family and business is obviously really critical, yeah. but you have to be able to know like yourself and where you can say, have a fight about, like have an argument about a business item, but then be able to say, okay, I love you out there. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I love you, yeah. but you messed up. Or like, you know what? I don't agree with that. And I True. think, and the thing is with business partners and even board members too, you know, you have to be able to set aside your personal feelings, yep. right? Where it's like, mm -hmm. have a clear mind on what you're talking about kind True. of thing, right? True. And so, and, and it's hard to separate feelings, but it sometimes totally you just is. have to step away. And of course, like, again, me and my sisters were hella tight, you know, but when you're hella tight, then you have like hella arguments, mm -hmm. but that's just everybody. But the thing is though, you have to be able to be like, okay, you know what? I'm really heated right now. I need to step away we'll and we'll get back to it. Yeah. Right. You know, let's just like figure it out in a later time. Yeah. Now... <laughs> 
Is, is it Kim? You said Kim? Well, I got through to Kim, Kim and Vanelli. Vanelli yeah. is the youngest yeah, one. I was, just, no, I was just gonna say though, when you have those arguments, it's, probably, it's a personal thing. I'm That's just curious okay. because I'm a little brother. Okay. You're the oldest. Yes. How does that work? Because you're the ate. You don't know. <laughs> I know. Trust me. And Vanelli, and I will say this Vanelli is the boss woman of Power of Three now because she literally like quit okay. her job like her full-time job to to continue power nice. through, right? And so again, and I and I won't be ashamed of that too because she's hit the ground running. Like she knows what she's wow. doing, she's doing the industry and yeah. I fully respect her for that. But of course, I have like, well, I'm the out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. So See, I I can never argue with my sister. It's it's always she's the athlete. What can what can I say? Like you're older. Yeah, she's okay, yeah. They can definitely check me. Okay, good. Like like that's what I'm saying. Like I there are things because it's like it is what it is, you know yep. what I mean? If they see something, then they'll call it out. And okay. if I see something, they'll call it out too. Yeah. Um but again, our lives are so entwined, mm-hmm. but no matter what, we're family. Like we're blood. That's awesome. And so, and like when I say that we're super close, like we're super tight, like we go through a lot of things together, but, and we've even gone through a lot of personal development and professional development to kind of have the same language. So right. we know what triggers us and we know like how to move forward for things that we want to talk about. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. So I think that's important too. You know, and we always have family meetings. <laughs> we have to. You have to. Because yeah, the thing is, though, we have. Dinner? No, not even. <laughs> it's like we need to book, like, again, our schedules. That's why when, if you have the three of us in one room, that is That's like rare. rare oh, okay. Because it's like we are literally yeah. have so many things like happening all the time. Yeah. So if we're at your event at like all together, yeah. it's like, whoa, power of three is there. And the, the, the atmosphere is just uplifted and it's just so amazing to be with everybody that is just like has that perspective of just like hey we're family we're friends we're you know doing business together like when we all are friends with all the vendors at a wedding it's such an awesome because we know what's up we know how we work you know what i mean and so um that's how the power of three works basically is that there's so much that you have to have that trusting yeah to it you really do though Mm -hmm. honestly like Seems like they got to figure it out. Right? <laughs> we hope siblings. to be. I so. She answered that question really well. We hope <laughs> to be. We hope to be. I can't wait for them to watch and be like, oh, he talked about us. Because, again, we were trying to book this all together, right? Just yeah. to do it. But, yeah. That's It'll all happen. good. Yeah, we, we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna Maybe one happen. by one and then all three out. <laughs> exactly. Finally. <laughs> so the real story is, yeah. right? <laughs> so um, just growing up, mm-hmm. you're the ate. Yeah. Right? Was there a lot of pressure growing up for you? Okay, now the waterworks are going to come. Yeah, no. go. <laughs> I, I, no. I want to know because I, I was the kuya. Yeah. And I had, the whole, I had a yeah. whole bunch of pressure because I, I had to be like the, the role model. Yeah. Was I a role model? Hell no. Right? I wanted to be, but mm-hmm. it, was just, it, was just, it was just hard. So there yeah. was a lot of pressure on my shoulders just to be the, the good boy. But Nice to be the youngest. Man. Nice yeah. to be the youngest. Like, so how was it for you? Because I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, like, my mom was a single mom, you know, um, I was the oldest and like having to be for, there for my siblings to like stay and not like go out with friends or whatnot. Yeah. But I can certainly say though too, like my Kim and Vanelli are closer in age. So they were a lot like together right. um, mm-hmm. in like school and just like helping with the homework or whatnot. Um, but I definitely had pressure in regards to not giving my mom that financial burden. So again, mm. getting a job at 16 yeah. or, and even paying for my own college to like go to school, wow. you know what I mean? Like my mom didn't have to pay 
for college and, you know, trying to get the scholarships or whatnot. Um, And just, we've always literally just been on the grind. Like if you ask anybody, we've just always worked if anything, I yeah. remember even just like bringing stuff home from the Philippines and like selling them at school. You know what I mean? Like right. just, just that's the way it is. And so, um, any, the pressure is just, yeah, being that role model, but also just taking care of everybody. And I'll tell you this too. I got, I did the all ages events like when I was young because we couldn't get into the clubs. Right. And then when I started promoting in the clubs, it was like, you know, um, above 19, right? But I continue to do all ages events because I wanted a safe space for my sisters to be in. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. And because, uh, yeah, right. that was a hella at their role, you know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and so, and then continuing to the clubs, like knowing all the doormen and all that stuff, I still wanted eyes on them, right? Mm. You know what I mean? And so, um, I think no matter what, like we'll always, as the old eldest, you know, you'll always have that pressure. But we have to remember that we learn so much from them too. I agree. Right? I and agree. so there's oh, just really yeah. Huh? I can't wait to go home. <laughs> yeah. 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 So again, too, it's just yeah. I mean, if you just talk about pressure, like there's so much of that. And where does that come from? Like, as in, like again, if you're you know, the family that comes from the Philippines, like that pressure to, to send money back home, even mm-hmm. like with Canadian borns, like we send like buying boxes still back uh, and, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, money when, you know, and folks are asking for Christmas time, like, you know, we can't afford it, but yet they can't afford it even more. So how do we deal with that? True. That's very true. And mm. for, for me, I think the pressure comes from just like how my parents were raised, mm-hmm. right? Because like the oldest always has to work on the farm, mm-hmm. right? You're working with that guy, you're going to go to the rice patties and just work. Yeah. Right? And when my parents brought those values here, bro, you got to you got to really like step it up, Guya. I'm like Yeah. I'm 14. <laughs> I'm like how? <laughs> right? That's old. Yeah. That, yeah, That's no, old. that is old. But you know what I do want to add though too because no matter what too, like with being an entrepreneur and the Filipino culture, they they get the entrepreneurship, but they want you to still, you know, get that background. Like even mm-hmm. I remember just like growing up, there was I was like, running my own business, all that stuff and it was like, "Oh, when are you going to get a job?" You know, like yeah. get a steady job, yeah. a 9 yep. to 5, yep. benefits, you know, yeah, just yeah. stay in one company and it's just yep. like I have my I have a business <laughs> like you know you want to defend yourself and yeah as much they just you know they want they they obviously want the best for us but they still don't understand like the creativity that we release yes. because they're so 100%. used to having their parents yep. and listening to their parents and telling them okay you're gonna go to school to be a doctor to be a nurse to like do this because this is what I want for you and it's almost like that they want us to fulfill their dreams that's so true. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's, well, to break that is communication. I mean, all we got to do is show them, right? I mm. know th- that's, they mean well. Of we course. all know they do mean well. It's just that it worked for them. So why won't it work for you, right? Mm. Kind of thing. So I guess it's for, for us to break that barrier. We just got to, you know, communicate that them. to them and yeah. actually mm-hmm. just show them. It's very true. I remember uh, I had a conversation with my mom the other day when I was talking about this podcast. Mm-hmm. How did she say it? She's like, Anak. How does it? Do you you see anything from that? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you see what? I didn't even understand. Do you you see anything from the podcast, like money wise? Yeah. I'm like. Not yet. Right. So it's like they, they just don't see that there's other ways there's there's other ways to really yeah. make money because they're always just traditional. Just do yeah. this, do that, do that. 
That's right? our job is to show them. Well, which is yeah. funny because my mom is a little bit the opposite too, where she's just like, go on YouTube, you know, put Pablo on YouTube and get likes. Yeah. So she sees the <laughs> she YouTubers sees yeah, yeah, yeah. getting money. But I'm like, oh, there's editing and all that stuff. But I mean, like I should, we should really. But then it's like, you think about the exposure and all that stuff. And yeah, it's just, it's, they just want you to be well. And yep, they want to know and see the money. Because once you buy her a house or a car, it'd be like, ah. I knew, <laughs> I knew you were good. more in their podcast. Yeah. podcast. You know, she like right? promote Facebook. it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Man. Yeah. yeah that's how it always is right yeah. that's too good i love yeah. that stuff man um i want to talk more mindset yeah. you know because you've done a lot mm-hmm. in your past 20 years and it's not for the faint of heart mm-hmm. a lot of people would break literally after like what's the statistic i think it's like a lot of people that start being an entrepreneur after like a year Seven. they just fall off yeah. right i'm sure you faced a lot of challenges when you first were were on your way up yeah how do you keep your mind strong? Because I know, number one, you always have to have conviction in yourself. Mm-hmm. You want to have that big goal and you really want to believe, right? What were some things that really kept you on track mm-hmm. on your way, on your, on your journey up? Yeah. Honestly, like I have faith. And so I know that there's always money to be made. Like as in, like I'm not going to go broke. Like to have that mindset that... My bank account, like, again, gratitude, I'm blessed, I'm here, and I'm thriving, mm-hmm. you know? When like, it's the mindset of being, like, this is this this too shall pass, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, before, I, like I'm telling you, like, if I didn't have my faith in me, um, it, it would be different. Because in 2016, uh, I basically became born again. And so it was one of those things where I didn't have that relationship and Mm. knowing that I'll be okay. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And just having that mindset that I'm going to thrive. Like as in there is so much money to be made. Like especially if there was a client that didn't go through or a business transaction didn't go through. It's like, okay, how can I do better next time? And it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? With business partners or just things. It's just like, if it's meant to be, we'll, we'll do it again. But right yeah. now, I'm going to learn from this and move forward. Mm. But, you know, like that's that. why with Vanelli and Kim, we're always just like, we got this. Yeah. You know? Um, we're just as long as you're still sticking to your core values yeah. and knowing who you are and not compromising, like I said, like, like what you want to do in life, right? Mm. And so... And again, it, it, there's so many things that will happen and will challenge you and test you, right? Agreed. And it's and it's how you're going to handle it. Yep. And the thing is, though, a lot of people do find it that they keep things to themselves mm-hmm. because they're they're embarrassed or they want they don't want people to know. But that's why you have to have that safe space to be like, oh my gosh, I went through this. What should I do? Or what did you do? Or what 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 do you advise? Kind of thing, right? Right. So the mindset to not like beat yourself up over something. Wow. And just keep that going and stuff, right? That's true. The, yeah. the, the, the one thing I really loved is that, that, you t- that you talked about is just having an abundance mindset instead mm-hmm. of like a, the a, lack. A scarcity. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? Because if, if you think we're with, with that scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. you're just going to keep attracting nothing, mm-hmm. Up, mm-hmm. right? Whereas if you have that abundant mindset where you always have more clients, mm-hmm. you'll always be making more money, you'll keep attracting more and more and more, yeah. right? 
Yeah, I do want to add, and I don't know when we're wrapping up or whatnot, but um, I know I did talk about a lot my mom um, being a single mom and all that stuff. And of course, my family's going to listen and watch this. But I do want to give out a shout out to my dad, too, because, you know, people who know my family know what's up. But sometimes people don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, with him, we didn't see him for like 10 years, right, growing up. But after that, like we've actually built our relationship again, right? Wow. And so you'll see him with us. We're, mm-hmm. you know, one big happy family and all that stuff. And so I, I think one of the added things that I want to say about mindset is forgiveness, mm. you know? Huge. So, mm-hmm. you know, forgiving people that might have done you wrong, but forgiving folks that might not even know that you've done them wrong or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also forgiving yourself too, Cause like we said, we beat ourselves up, yep, but we true. have to like literally forgive ourselves because we put so much pressure on the shoulda, woulda, coulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, again, like there's so much, um, it's hard too, right? It's hard to forgive people mm-hmm. that's done you wrong. Um, but what I really learned is that if that is one of your core values of forgiving f- people and yourself, it, it just will, it, you'll just feel so much better mm. because there's so many people out there who have grudges against people mm-hmm. or just would, would kind of have this chip on their shoulder because of a certain person. But I think, you know, there's always just room for forgiveness. And if that sure. person does you wrong again, then at least, you know, right. Um, but you know, I just, I think that's one of the things how me and my sisters work so well together too, because we forgive each other every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's why I know this topic well. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's I just powerful. wanted to add that before we ended. If anything, no, though, too. That's, that's powerful. Really, really powerful. I, I, I totally agree. Um, and to to really add to your the the first um, topic that you said, um, my word for you is courageous. Mm. You're, you know, courage is the ability to start something without the guarantee of success. And Mm -hmm. I think hearing your story, that's pretty much what you've gone through. Yeah. I mean, like, again, the goal is the provincial cultural center. You know, that is the mindset that we all want it. We all deserve it. And, you know, like, again, I hope I live to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it might not. We will. Yeah, we will. We We want to just keep thinking that, right? Come on. Um, But the, the center is not you know, for my generation, it's for the future. Yeah, and so we want to make it sustainable. Yeah. We want to make it here for the community. And um, there's just so much still to do, right? And we do just need everybody's like, you know, support and help with all of that. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. And for the people watching, yes. how, how would they get involved with this? Mm-hmm. How can they get in touch? Well, I mean, holler. <laughs> I'm right here. Mabuhaihouse. Right yeah. yeah. Um, we'll add the links or whatnot. Again, we're still really putting things together. Um, and, you know, it's been great with a lot of community groups that have been writing letters to the province, to the federal. Um, we've had campaigns from Beyond Rep and uh, Filipino BC that has just gotten community members and organizations together to yeah, yeah. give them reasons why. We need to share our stories. This is why we're doing these podcasts, 100%. right? Yeah. People need to hear our stories, our struggles, our successes, and be like, this is what we want. This is what we need. And mind you, we're asking for a cultural center, but we're looking for affordable housing, you know, child care, an innovation center, um, you know, multi-purpose room, dance yeah. center, all of these things for our community. And then, of course, we've got our seniors, you know, we got you. Um, <laughs> but a place for us to gather and organize, right? True. So Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
You ready for this, Stefan? Yeah. You ready? We'll appreciate I- it. And you know, this has been a been a I'd say it's been a really good a good conversation. We've learned a lot, and mm-hmm. we, we can't wait to learn more. Um, just the last question. Where uh, this is this is actually how we got you, right? Okay. So we're gonna ask you the same <laughs> oh. thing. Um, who should be our next guest? And of course, as what Nino and Jed did, you gotta help us get that next person. Is it just one? I have a whole list of oh, people man, to refer. Who should be? Who, yeah, you can get the whole. Squad. You can get the get list. The whole yeah, you got the notes. Yeah. No. Well, of course, we're gonna get Power of Three in here. Um, you know, we have my friend RJ Aquino, we have Kim Mortal, I'd love to get some folks from Slice Mango, as mm. well as um, Katara, um, even Mayo, let's get um, Mayo, the tattoo artist that's oh. here local in yeah. Vancouver as well, he does bye bye in and just mm. like, he's Ooh. done so many workshops for us, right? Um, you know, there's, just, again, there's just like a list of people, even getting Mabel Elmore up in here, right? Yes. Uh, oh. We'll get the MLA, we even have um, Maita Santiago, which is our first um, city councilor for Metro Vancouver, and she was just elected in 2021. Yeah. So she'd be um, a great. Again, the list goes on and on. We have that's a whole year. That's a whole year, right? We have JoJo Zelina. Let's shout out. Yeah. Um, again, there. Uh, you know, there are so many amazing artists and talents that are just you know uh, that just need to be exposed by you yeah <laughs> we are hunting get them exactly. on the platform we are hunting. you know and so i can only hope for great things and know that um you'll get all the great talents up in here though too so well, i'll be there exactly yeah. and i will we'll help <laughs> we'll support each other i love it yeah so, so sammy where can people find you what are your handles Ooh. well i guess i will just Go, I am Sammy Joe. That's I am S A M M I E J O. But people can find me. You can just Google me, Sammy we'll Joe put, Rambawa. We'll put, it, we'll put it on the <laughs> yeah. uh, description. Yeah, for sure. We will, we will. But Ooh. Sammy, thank you so much for taking the time to actually sit down with us. Yes. Thank you so like, much. Like Stefan said, we've learned so much. My eyes literally opened from our very first meeting, and I'm, thank you. I would love to be more and more involved. So, Keep us in the loop. Whatever we can do, mm-hmm. let, us, let know. us know. Salamat. Please. I'd love to see Salamat. you all, both at any of the flag raisings or Filipino Independence Day. So Done. we'll get you guys suited there. Done. Let's do it. There you I'm go. so down. Yeah. I need my barong, but yeah, yeah. let's go. <laughs> I'm so down. And until next time, guys, my name is MP. My name is Stefan SB. And we got SJR yeah. up in here. <laughs> and until next time, guys, we're out. Peace. Bye.